Hey, who's going outside? This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is episode 84 of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. The one and only, the true K-12 Tech Talk podcast. If you can't tell tonight, we are testing out a new recording setup. So give us some feedback of what our audio sounds like, um, because I, I don't know, it might sound better, might sound worse. Who knows? Um, this like might be a disaster. Studio. I like the new studio. You like the new studio? Yeah. Yep. yeah. The, the drape, the curtains really set off the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something cool that comes curtains. Yeah, it's Jeremy worked with an interior designer for those curtains. Um, it's a it's a nice play on the logo. Um, it's the new kind of that fresh color brightens the room. Um, it looks good. Jeremy should be very proud of these curtains. Drapes. Are they called drapes anymore? I think they're just called curtains now. Um, I don't know. You've been watching that show on Netflix that people shouldn't. I mean, what? Oh, we're not talking about that's that's NSFW, man. You can't talk about that show. What show are you talking about? I think it's what you, what? you were talking about. How to, how to build a some, some home home show. Yeah. Well, how to build the most hated man on the Internet. No, no, no. Nobody. It's a show. It starts with how to build a I'm not going to finish it. You you can get on Netflix and look it up yourself. Oh, um, I know that one. Yeah. Mark's 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 on season. Yeah, he's finished season one. Um, and that's episode 84. We got to get to our TVs. <laughs> I, I don't know. Chris knew about it somehow. I don't know. Um, about it. Oh, we talked about it. That's weird. Told the yeah, you told Discord. Oh, did I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like don't act like oh, this is some secret. <laughs> you told all the techs across Missouri. Well, you never know. So, welcome to episode eighty-four. I have a bourbon in my hand. Uh, this is going to go off the rails quickly tonight. Um, Mark is drinking something from a food truck. Uh, I returned from MSISAC or CI Securities yearly meeting or annual meeting. It's their 15th annual. It was the first one they had had in three years due to COVID. Um, I had a blast. Uh, so my it's no secret. My wife went with me. Um, we arrived in Baltimore, I guess, midday on Sunday. It was hotter than hell. And I'm standing in the lobby of the hotel and this, this taller gentleman, I, I'm, I, I have a horrible problem with eavesdropping and I'm hearing this conversation between he and another gentleman and, you know, they're talking about, you know, jobs and whatever. And I'm like, this guy, he's got to be going to the conference because he's saying all the right words. You know, he's talking about cyber. He's talking about, you know, just different attacks. And uh, they finish their conversation and one of the guys leaves and and my wife and Annette and I are standing there and he says, are you, are you here for the MS ISAC meeting? I said, yeah, sure am. He goes, oh, what industry are you with? I said, well, we're with, I'm with K-12. I'm a tech director at a small school. And he goes, oh, that's really cool. He said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the CIO for the state of New York. I'm like, wow, you kind of outrank me, man. And uh, he goes, yeah, that guy that, that I was just talking to, he, um, he's the CISO for the Virgin Islands. He goes, he took over for me whenever I left the Virgin Islands. I'm like, wow, how cool is that? So we talked about being the CISO for the U.S. Virgin Islands and how he had to, he had to, he lived on one island and had to fly to St. Thomas like three times a week to be in the office. And um, it was just really cool to, to just talk to the, because they're both very dynamic speakers. They uh, very charismatic people, super nice guys. Um and that's how the conference went. I mean, everybody I talked to was super nice. All the CI security, Jamie uh, ran into him several times. Michelle Nolan, she's been on the show before. Uh, long story short, it was uh, a lot of talk about what MSISAC can offer, what CI security uh, can offer uh, state, local, and tribal entities, including K-12. If you are not a member of MSISAC, I highly, highly, highly recommend you joining MSISAC. Just go to Google, search how to join MSISAC, that one of the first hits will be CI Security's website and how to join MSISAC. It's completely free. You'll get all the updates from them, and they've got a, a host of free offerings, including their MDBR, their Black Hole DNS service, um, vulnerability scans from the outside, all sorts of really cool stuff, and their annual meeting. Um, probably the thing that struck me the most. I'll just I'll, I'll end with this. It was a great conference. 
Um, the thing that struck me the most, it did not matter if you were in K-12, higher ed, uh, state government, county government, water department, fire department. It, it didn't matter. The problems were the same. The problems are, you know, you have a vulnerability or a risk. It's identifying that risk, planning to mitigate that risk, and then implementing the the solution. And there's always hurdles at each one. And everybody's hurdle, it seems like we're the same. And, and the, the big one was the end user. Like MFA was a huge topic of conversation. I had a roundtable about it. There were a couple other talks about it. But the majority of the concerns were getting user buy-in, getting end user buy-in. So it was, it was very refreshing to see that, you know, I'm, I'm a public school district of 30, now 300 students, and I'm having the same problems that, the, uh, that a whole state, that a state government is having. Um, so it was, it was really interesting to kind of see that common thread among them all. Um, I was going to say, cool. unpack, so, unpack your MFA stuff a little bit. Too. Like, what all did you talk about? What, what did you recommend? What did your panel talk about? Well, it, it really wasn't a recommendation. I, I told our story, and I, I've talked about it on here before. Um, it was the, your, your dog, man. Uh, it was uh, the story that we had that teacher scammed for 400 bucks last year. And I leveraged that issue to push for the uh, forcing of two-factor authentication. Um, and it was just that story. We, we forced MFA for Google. And then at the same time, I was purchasing a tool to do MFA for our elevated domain accounts. Um, and then the school district that was was with me talked about what they were doing. They're leveraging Azure to do MFA um, and a couple other things uh, to, to leverage some MFA for staff. And they're actually talking about doing MFA for students, which was OK. That was something else that was really interesting. I'm trying not to hog the time, um, but I Too attended. A, yeah, I know. I know. I attended a session with Google. They were there and it was a K-12. They called it a birds of a feather meetup. And it more or less was Google in the front of the room saying, okay, what can we do better to help schools? And man, they, they got chewed on for quite a while. And the big one was they need to sign student data privacy agreements. The second was schools are... We're, let me just say this. We're lucky in Missouri that we have an organization that goes out and gets insurance for us as a consortium. The majority of the people at this conference said that they all have to go out on their own district by district to get cyber insurance. And one one guy was saying he had to fill out an 18 page questionnaire to qualify for cyber insurance from one carrier. And he had to get quotes from multiple carriers. And the big thing that these carriers, these insurance companies are now pushing is not just MFA for staff, but MFA for students, which I still um, think is crazy. Uh, but they were they are wanting Google to help with that. And if that means like a like a badge that Clever does, you know, the student's still going to have a username and password, but then they're going to have a badge to put up as that MFA. So it, it was a lot of kind of complaining at Google or asking for assistance from Google to help address MFA for students, which I think is crazy. That, that, uh, it hurts to think about it, but like what, what other device could a student use for MFA? So it has to be a, a classroom purpose. Right. Josh is like, choking on his drink. Thinking about it. No, it's, so, uh, no, real man either, doesn't. It's a QR code. It's a code that the teacher has. In their classroom, I don't know what's going on right now. It's gone off the rails tonight. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Mark. It has to be some sort of badge. And and people were saying, well, somebody needs to... I don't know what you're laughing at. Okay, you come drink some bourbon on, you know, with me. Josh is so um, upset about student two-factor that he's choked up all of his bourbon. I know. I, you're lucky I didn't come out my nose. Um, somebody said, well, they need to start making Chromebooks with fingerprint readers in them. And I kind of sheepishly raised my hand in the back of the room. I'm like, have you ever tried to implement fingerprint reading to pay for lunches and the uproar that comes with that from parents about you're collecting my students' fingerprints, blah, 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 blah. Never going to happen. Not a good idea. So oh my God, I can't only... <laughs> Like an element, like a first grade teacher, like our kids line up, we're going to register your fingerprints. Right. 
Right. For two-factor. For two-factor, so you can walk into your Google account so they can keep your, so Google can have your fingerprints. Um, yeah, that'd never fly. Um, so to me, it almost has to be some sort of pictograph card that they can hold up in front of the camera. Um, but yeah, we are very lucky in our state that we have a consortium that goes out and gets that insurance for us. I did today. Um, so our teachers returned today. Um, so I did three of our four campuses, their faculty meetings. I had an hour with them uh, for all things technology. Uh, but we introduced that we're moving. If you, this was our criteria. I know that we unpacked this a little bit before. If you have access to a teacher grade book in our SIS, that's the criteria that means that you have to do two factor uh, as a faculty member, which is right. teachers. Um, so we've introduced that and they'll have like two, three weeks to get that turned on. So just kind of interesting secondary. I felt like they were very um, no big deal. Heads nodding. Yes. Um, the elementary that I went to today, just not as eager to accept my sentences, no pushback, but it was just kind of interesting that there was a difference in like, and I don't know if it was, maybe it was just the time of day. Uh, but I just felt like there was a difference between uh, those two groups uh, when I started talking about two-factor, just kind of how it was received. Just interesting. Yeah. Uh, but we're doing that for – so if you have CIS access, like on the admin side, which we've, we've, we've had that for a while now, so your counselors, principals, secretaries, they all do two-factor with Google already. And then if you're anyone with teacher gradebook, which is pretty much teachers, but a couple other uh, situations, you'll you'll have two-factor on Google as well. So I'm, I'm excited that that's where we're – headed that doesn't put custodians and cooks um, into the same boat. I would like to do, I, I asked for two factor for all. I just didn't get that approved. Uh, How is yet. it received? And like, I mean, good. And, 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 and I did get a lot of heads nod on um, you're already doing that with your Facebook. You're already doing that with your bank. So yeah. now right. it's just the time has come that you're going to do that with yeah. the place that you work at. Right. right. And I, I kind of brought that up with, um, in, in my round table, I said, because a lot of people were really worried about the pushback from the unions. And I said, realistically, that conversation has gotten easier over the last two years because so many banks, so many credit cards are doing it by default now. It's just another expectation. And I brought up that you can put the Google Authenticator app on there and you can, it doesn't use data. You can literally prove to them that if you use the Google Authenticator app and you turn it, you put it in airplane mode, um, it still works. It still it still rotates those codes and those codes still work. So it's mm. not using any data. Uh, so, yeah, that conversation has gotten easier or should have gotten easier over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, well, so speaking of, of tough conversations, so I was uh, was in my office today and, you know, sometimes when you don't hear a conversation, but you just hear a little bit of a snippet. And it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I heard the phrase. um fake purchase order. Oh. And I was in the middle of a meeting, got up from my chair, walked out. I was like, I, did I, did I hear you say what I thought you said? And, and I could see two people standing around a computer, looking at the computer, like big eyes. And <clears throat> turns out one of our vendors had contacted us. It's a big name vendor. So I'm not going to name him. And they're like, Hey, we got this purchase order from you guys and a, from an email. And it, it definitely doesn't look, something doesn't look right. And immediately we know this is a, this is a forged purchase order. And so one person was like, I, this is coming from a school for these like you know, 15 or 20 super expensive, like $4,500 laptops, which I don't even know. They make them that expensive. Well, for yeah, me. max, max, right? I don't think they were, no. And, and they were being ordered. They're being shipped to the school. And so like the, the first person's response was like, I can't believe the school would do this. Like, this is breaking the law. This is a fake purchase order. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like that this this is a very intelligent school. Like they're not going to do something that dumb. And so I go back and then as we're on the phone with the principal, she's like, I have no idea what's going on. We name the person in the email and then we read the email address and we both realize this is a student's email address. <laughs> That's awesome. and, and at that point i'm like this is either the smartest student in the world or the dumbest and holy they, cow 
the email was like, hey, it's I'm so-and-so. I am a uh, named a job title uh, in our <laughs> business office and it had the email signature and, and everything. Here's our purchase order. Kind of followed up a day or two later with, hey, can you just let me know if that purchase order has been fulfilled yet? Oh, my gosh. And... And then like the attention turns are like, oh my God, this student is doing this. And then I, I did a little bit of research and I was like, nope, this is not this student. We have a compromised student account. Oh, wow. Man, and, this is a great story, Mark. And somebody used a domain email address to try to get a fake purchase order processed by a vendor. So this is why students need 2FA. And this, and so then I, I switched and, uh, and I'm good. No, I, it's a very timely issue to go back to this conversation around students and 2FA that. Wow. Yeah. Very, very scary, but like well, a shocking reminder of why it's not necessarily the students you're, you're protecting yourself against. The other solution to that is you prevent them from emailing outside your domain, you know? Thanks, thanks Josh. Oh, sorry. Didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I know, I, I know we've been packed up before. So at my school, we let high school kids email outside. Yeah. Right. This, um, and this and is, this is an we, upper. We, we locked down. Yeah. This is an upper high school student account that is actively applying to colleges as well. Then they should so be using their personal Gmail account to apply to college because they can't take their school. Account oh, yeah, with Josh, them after that's, they what, graduate. that's what you encourage, right? Yeah. Because encourage. they can't take their school account with them. That address but, doesn't work after they graduate. But, they, but when you say that they can't use their that they can't use their personal account while they're at school, at sure they school, can on their right? phone. Okay, yours mm. seems a little privileged to me. That's a tough one. So no. you're saying that the student has to have a phone? Yep. In or order do it at to home. even they don't even need if to be the school says yep. even the school's trying to get rid of phones. Um, Josh, Josh is living. I'm I'm just going to call this as I'm seeing it. He's assuming the kid has internet access at home, a device at home, and a cell phone in his pocket. Yeah. His demographic, I don't know. Tough conversation, Josh. Um, So a little peek behind the curtain here. Our our producer, we've we've got this chat room going. And while we're talking 2FA, Mark says, hey, my story rolls into this real good. And I reply, okay, let's do a sponsor real quick first. But I didn't. I didn't see that chat. Mark. Mark just kept on talking. Yeah, but Josh, listen. For like ten minutes, you talked, and I kept pressing toggle Ray's hand. I have something to say. <laughs> I thought you were nothing. just messing around. <laughs> so uh, we're we to be more professional here. We are, and it's it's my bourbon is empty. I, the producer needs to get me. Yeah. Use can we instead of raising an entire hand? Can we just do one or two fingers, like a no. like a. <laughs> Um, so we do have a new sponsor. You wanted one or two fingers. No, well, right. Yeah. I was talking thumbs, Mark, not other appendages. Um, uh, quickly share us with your friends. Uh, the, Dan, we have a listener from, uh, email from listener Dan coming up soon. Uh, he, he's in Texas. Dan, we want you to share our podcast with the other school districts in te- Texas, uh, Canada, I don't know what's going on up there, but we have had a tremendous download from Canada in the last two weeks. Keep on sharing it, Canada. We love the uh, the listens, and we have a listen. We have an email from a Canadian listener coming up too. Chris, do you want to talk about our brand new? Well, not brand new now. Uh, a week old sponsor. Everyone knows them. It's a very uh, recognizable name. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah. So Eaton, uh, not like who- Eaton. Not Eaton Potato Chips, but Eaton, the power supply company. Yes, who has acquired Triplight. Uh, they're a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. I'm going to put in uh, the podcast description uh, a link to their E-rate section of their website. Um, and, I mean, we're pretty much – I don't. Mark, are you an E-rate guru? I know Josh and I. I mean, we, we yeah. kind of – You have to be. Butt. We're pretty kicked butt with E-rate. So, Mark as well. So uh, – Trip light products, Eaton products, you know that you can get UPSs and switches and racks and enclosures, uh, cabling, copper and fiber. All that is great trip light product, Eaton product, uh, and they have some good resources. I'm going to post a link uh, to that on if you are listening and maybe you're not an E-rate uh, guru. Maybe 
I mean, we always, even in our local area here where I'm from, uh, we talked to some school districts that E-rate just isn't a focus for some of the small, small schools. And it absolutely should be because it's free money sitting out there that you just need to apply for. Uh, but this is a resource that has some funds for learning, E-rate guide stuff on it. Um, and just to talk about your category two budget, how you can get that figured out uh, as well. So Eaton by, and then uh, Trip Light by Eaton, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. There, there's a joke in there somewhere with Trip Light is Eaton. What's what's Trip Light Eaton? Get it? Yeah. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't land and I don't know. Should, should we get to Dan, listener Dan's email? Dan is from That's Texas. That's a different Dan. This is a different Dan. This is not the Dan that loves Corey. Actually, it's quite comical how stark the difference is with this Dan. Should we quote this Dan? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, does Corey listen anymore? I don't think Corey listens anymore. I, I think he's done. So I might, I, skip, I, I might skip a little bit. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, Wait, skip a little Dan, bit. This is kind of fun because there's two Dans now. And I almost think if you put these Dans in a room, they'd have some pretty good banter. Um, <laughs> about Corey's agreements about things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so listener Dan from Texas, um, and I'm going to skip some parts of this, but he told us uh, thank you. He said he's been talking about the podcast with his coworkers, and we appreciate uh, <clears throat> all of that. And then he he said some some nice things about Mark. Oh, whose dog is that? It's always That's... Mike. This is part. This is part of the bit. Like we're gonna say nice things about Mark, so we're gonna make my dog bark. Um, he said, "I can't begin to tell you how happy I am that y'all found Mark." Which no way. I, yeah. So I read that and I'm like, "Yeah, this is awesome for Mark." But then he continues. He said, "The oh. chemistry between you three as hosts is fantastic." <laughs> that that's that's feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, "Uh oh." Not to be a jerk, but Corey was a wet blanket, and I'm elated he's no longer on the show. Yeah, he 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 was very complimentary, and then went kind of dark. But okay, I I am still deep down inside hurt that Corey avoided me. At, I know at ISTE. I he was Mark. probably next to you and just wouldn't say anything to you. I I this is no joke at ISTE, and I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. I, I realized on the last day my plane was later than I thought it was or it was delayed, and I purposely went back to the conference so I could try to run into Corey. I really, I oh, really, Mark. really did. I made, oh. I, I like walked t- 10 miles in the sweltering, hot, New Orleans, New Orleans weather. And and then and then on top of that, realized that Corey was like two rows in front of me in some presentation. <laughs> so I I appreciate Dan from Texas, both from the compliment as well as for the shared feelings towards Corey. And then he uh, sent us a picture um, of Mark. Oh, that's right. It's, it's basically Mark on a buffalo. Mark, have, you haven't seen this, right? No. Oh yeah, we need to. Can we? I wonder if we can put this in the show notes somehow. Um, Wait, did he Photoshop me on a bus? Yes, he did. We need to tweet yeah, this later, Chris. It is legit. You are a bus. And I didn't really realize it. Like you see it, and you just see a, you just see a man on a buffalo. And you zoom it in. That's Mark's face. Mark on a buffalo. Wait, wait, wait! A st- a a person I've never met from a state two thousand miles away from me photoshopped my face on a buffalo. Yeah, it's and hilarious. Tech Talk podcast logo. Mark next to the buffalo. I mean, it's Mark, fantastic. I, there's there's no other explanation for this, Mark, except you're famous now. You're. I'm texting my wife can right you, now. Can you see? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm showing Mark the picture through my webcam right now. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> so we'll have to do yeah, this. So, so there is a tech question in here. There is a tech question in here. <laughs> um, and if we can, if we can get there, we can answer it. So tech question: Poor network administrator got the short end of the stick. 
spends a massive amount of time every school year during startup configuring our Cisco phones for classrooms and offices. Ugh. Our district assigns extensions to staff instead of yep. rooms, yep. Uh, which is a big old mess every August. Yep. Uh, when accounting for teacher and staff relocations and phones end up where they weren't previously located. It's awful. Uh, that's custodians because of floor waxing and everything else. It creates a large workload. It creates a large workload that certainly hasn't uh, been made easier due to the unnecessary. This is him speaking here. Unnecessary complexity of Cisco Unified Call Manager. Uh, and then he wants to know from us, do we assign extension to, extensions to rooms instead of a person? Or do we have recommendations on a phone system other than Cisco? Okay, I'll go. Uh, I am in the same situation that Dan is in. I don't have Cisco phone system, though. Um, I have another provider. Uh, but we do the same thing where we assign the extension to the teacher. And it, if they move within the building, it follows them. And in years past, it's always it's always just been a headache. Like it's a pain in the butt. And I spend an afternoon walking around and reassigning phones, log out, log in. It's a giant pain. Time suck. This year, we have had them. <clears throat> we've hired more new teachers this year than we ever have in our history. Um and it has made me want to throw the phone system out the window uh, and change to a the display name is the room number. I'm tired of it and I'm just over it. So if I continue to be this mad about this, I will be changing to room number instead of uh, teacher name. What do you guys do? I mean, I, I wasn't listening at all. I was texting my wife that a so stranger photoshops my face on a buffalo. Um, <laughs> your phone, your phones. Do you? Yeah, did, no, like, I, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So the phones, the phones do have for if it's a person in office there, it's or or a standalone person that's going to have their name on the directory. Uh, if it's a kind of a, like a teacher's room phone, that's not attached to a particular person, then yes, it's going to be, uh, named after the room itself. If so, like example, elementary school, the teacher doesn't change. Miss Smith is always in that room. It, she's always in that classroom, but it's room 105. Do you name it room 105 or do you name it Judy Smith? Uh, so not all of our classrooms have phones in them, but the ones that okay. do, they are, they are named after the room. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, most of our phones, we're talking about office phones and things, and we really struggle to, to keep up to date with yeah. all the changes. And there are just so many constantly, constant changes we have. And our, our main office is a lot bigger than you guys. So, you know, Oh yeah. Humble we, brag. we can't, no, it's, okay, it's not a brag. It just means like, you get it. <laughs> I ride a Buffalo. <laughs> riding my buffalo to work so we moved trying to be serious uh, we and i i know i i impact this previously so i'll i'll say the name we moved to zoltis uh over the summer um and it changed and it's it's more matching up with what dan is talking about we've already realized um used to be said technology stays in the room it does not leave the room right Even when, you know people change around but the zoltis phones that we have it will be quicker for us. We're still going to say that, uh, yep. but it will be quicker for us to, and this isn't good, uh, but quicker for us to physically move the phone to the new person. It, we'll <clears throat> wipe the phone, log yep. off the phone, uh, those it, steps. You can do those steps, uh, but we've already done, we've already uh, figured the math. It is just quicker. Just, yeah. just move. If, it, if I could give, if I can give one kind of like high level or like, policy level reason to stay to the to the room number it's e911 so if you are going to name the phone after the person and that person changes rooms that person may just pick the phone up and walk it over to their new Great. classroom and plug yep. it in then that phone that you think is in one room is now in a yep. different one if you name it after the room that person is more likely to actually reach out and say hey i moved this phone or they're hopefully they're not going to move that phone in the first place yeah so and Mark, un, 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 yeah, un, unpack that for you. So do you, does your phone system work uh, that if 911 is called, that it's reporting that room number to 911? 
Yeah, that's that's actually part of the new 911 E911 legislation where you do have to report. That's a new federal one. I think it's there's Carl's Law and Carrie's Act, or maybe Carl's Act and Carrie's Law that just went in place in, in January where you have to report that information to to 911. Josh, years. have you heard about that? I have heard about that. So does and that's your, all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. That's kind of like something that I've heard in Missouri, but haven't gotten a whole lot of information about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, short of like quick conversations, and it's this right. interest. It's been this <clears throat> interesting thing for me because uh, so, I think that's even a quick difference between Massachusetts and Missouri right now. Like, no, no, this is federal. Yeah, I, I know it's federal, yeah. but you are well informed about it, and Josh isn't <laughs> wanting to talk about it too much that's no, interesting right it's because mark's a smart guy i mean that's what it comes down to mark's informed for me anyway yeah you just cut out no it's not. oh you know sorry. what i i will i will tell you this I, I there's a lot of vendor emails right now but i will say back in like november december january every vendor email that had to do with telecom was like are you ready for carrie's law are you ready for carl's act and i may have just reversed the names but are you ready for these two things they're going to hit in january and that's the why the reason why I went and was like, I need to research exactly what this is. And so these are two laws that went into place that that dictate how us and the K-12 industry have to configure our phone systems to report this information to 911. Yeah. All right. We, should, we need to pack this, unpack this in the next. We episode. do. And we probably need to get a representative on that is uh, find out who the sponsor of that legislation was, Mark, and let's see if uh, we can get him on. Got it. I'm on it. All right. See if uh, Mr. Kruger can help us out there. I wonder if he has any strings he can pull. Um, so HP Aruba, if you're in the market for switching and access points, I heard, uh, who did I get a message from? I got a message from someone the other day that all of their Aruba switches, or I'm sorry, all of their Aruba APs shipped, and they had a couple hundred AP. So it sounds like uh, Aruba is making their way down their their AP shortage list and are, they are shipping more and more equipment. So if you are in the market for switching or access points, um, check out HP Aruba. They they are they have been and continue to be a proud sponsor of this show. Let them know that you heard about him on our show. Show, show them some love. Um, we do have another email from Marcus. In the great, I'm going to get this wrong. Let me look this up. The great Canadian province of Saskatchewan. Um, He emails us slightly frustrated. And I think we all can feel Marcus's pain here. Um, We've probably all been in this situation. A teacher goes out and buys something for uh, personal use, more or less. This was a, uh, what's the stupid Microsoft laptops uh, surface went out and bought a, a surface pro and emails Marcus and says, Hey, uh, I bought this surface pro and I want to use this at school. Can you give me the dongle to hook it up to the network? Now keep in mind the surface pro is a, it, he bought it for personal use. He didn't buy it. The school didn't buy it. So it's technically a personal device and he's wanting to use it on the school network. Um, Marcus said, you know, his first response and he, he vetted this with his administration to get buy-in and make sure everything was cool. But he's taking the stance of this is a personal device. This gets treated like any other BYOD or guest device. It goes on the guest wireless network. It will not touch the production, either physical or wireless network. He's not going to change any firewall rules or anything like that to make it special, you know, privilege or anything like that. Um, he's just kind of voicing a frustration with the the mentality of I'm going to buy this device personally, and I expect you, IT guy, to make this work at school. Um, he also went to point out that at no time should any student data, private student data, be kept on that device. That it's you know it's still a personal device. There should be no protected information on that device. Have you guys been in that situation before, or had something similar happen? Good talk, guys. Good I, good I, talk. I defer to Chris. No, okay. I mean, I just had so new new teacher training this week, um, and a teacher wanted to ask me about her cricket if she could oh, bring it in. Good night on school computer. Those and that answer is things. a no. Um, 
And that's a hard conversation because teachers use crickets all over the place. And, and it's a good thing. And I can assume that this person with this surface, again, I always feel like or I try to get there. There's if they bought something, if they're doing something at some point in there, there was a want or a need. You know, oh, why did I, they use that? Why do they want to use it as a secondary device in the room? There's going to be <clears> something <throat> there that makes some sense. Absolutely. So you, can have, you can have conversations about that. Uh, but that at the end of the day, I mean, I've had unauthorized uh, iPads purchased before with district money um, yeah. that I didn't allow to be fully on district network because it did not go through the technology department. It didn't it, it wasn't um, aligned with the technology program. So let alone to go into the what's well, a personal device. Let's go ahead and put it on the district network. So it would be it, it I, I line up with what that with what Marcus is saying. Um, it's just you can do it all that you want to do on our guest network. That's the purpose of the guest network. This would be a great use case for that device. But but that's that's it. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Uh, I think it, Mark's going to disagree. A, Here we go. No, 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 no. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> disagree. I think it's a tough position to be in because you have somebody who has just spent a lot of money on their personal money and they and they actually got it sounds like they got approval from their principal to do it right uh i didn't get that vibe okay um still i think you have somebody who's 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 done you know gotten their personal money involved they're looking for you to get this to help the students out so it kind of pulls at the at the or tugs at the heartstrings i i think what we need to do in i'm IT a cold is, Mar marcus is a Mar i'm a cold-hearted sucker i know Mar sounds like marcus is a cold-hearted sucker I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not a cold hearted sucker, but I'm, what I'm saying is we need to do a better job in, in certain circumstances like this at communicating our expectations and then having technology to back that up. Right. So it sounds like what I was really excited about here is that he sounds like he's got a guest network for these kinds of things, these kinds sure. of technologies. And so I think he's doing the right thing of saying. Well, I'm not saying it's banned from your classroom. I'm just saying it has to go in the guest network because it's not a district device. It's not a district controlled. There's no district security on there. So it sounds like he's given him an, ad a, an avenue to use it. Um, and it's not the best avenue, but he's, he's given this person an, a, an avenue to use and kind of sticking with his, his, you know, his security plan. So I'm, yeah. I think he's doing the right thing of moving it to the, uh, guest network, it doesn't mean that it's going to make it okay. Right. But and, it, and it, yeah. I think if, if he lays that groundwork of, look, you can connect to the guest, some of this stuff may not work because, you know, depending on if, if Marcus filters yeah. guest heavily, heavily, more heavy, that's right. Um, then, then as production, I mean, you would expect some things aren't going to work. Um, yeah. And, and it, you know, we've we've gotten into that situation before where I I won't let my guys touch people's personal laptops. I, I kind of hesitate to let them touch a phone uh, right. like a, a cell phone, because the second that we touch it, we now own it. Because if, if <clears throat> it doesn't matter what the weird problem that crops up three weeks from now is, it's going to be because we touched it three weeks ago. Um, so that, that's why I always really hesitate touching anything personally owned. I had that this week too. So we had our classified training, um, several, it was like paraprofessionals, bus drivers, custodians in the room, um, had a bus driver and then had a custodian They're They are primarily going to use their personal cell phone to yeah. check their Gmail. Uh, and they told me they are not tech savvy at all. Um, and they had, I mean, I, and I could tell uh, that their tech literacy was not that high on getting this thing going on their phone, like at all. I'm, mm -hmm. I always tell my guys that we don't. I mean, we it's personal, so we don't touch it. But the heartstrings thing, I mean, I end up touching it to get it going, and I don't like it. But then again, you're trying. They do need to be able to check their email. Right. Um, it's that well, stuff that's in the middle that you just have to do the best. So here's a tough part, right? There's there's beginning of the episode, Josh, versus end of episode, Josh, where end of episode, Josh is saying, have I changed you? Well, hang on a second. You're saying no personal devices. That stuff shouldn't be allowed on the network. The beginning of the episode, we're talking about student MFA. 
Right. And you're like, well, kids should be emailing with their prospective colleges on their personal I, cell phones. I didn't say put their personal cell phones on my production network. We do. Oh. I mean, we have a guest network at it's and it started at the high school because at one time a parent emailed the superintendent and raised heck that this episode title is a conflicted Josh. <laughs> They 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 raised issue with the superintendent because their student had gone over their data limit because we didn't have a guest network in the high school. And that's the whole reason we have a guest network in our high school. Josh, um, comma, misunderstood. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, there is a use case for the guest network and our guest network is completely segmented off and, you know, it doesn't. But it it's doesn't, not for kids to reach out to colleges, by golly. From no. their person, they can from their personal email accounts on their cell phones on the guest network. At I don't home. care about that. They can do that at home too. <laughs> I don't manage their home network. Um, no, yeah, this is. Uh, you guys are trying to start a fight. In today's episode, Josh does not want kids to go to college. Yeah. No. Well, I don't Privileged think everybody Josh. has to go to college. I I think trade school is a very viable option. Um. <laughs> So yeah, Josh the elite. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. So before this one goes really far off the rails, I think we have unpacked in this episode two very challenging situations: this topic of personal devices and personal use, and MFA and network security. Yeah. Closing Without full clarity at the end of the thing. No, no. clarity whatsoever. It shows no. how we're in a no-win situation in this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then I think that's IT in general. I, I think that that comes with the job. And I, I tell people that that are going into IT. Oh, I think IT is cool. I want to go into IT. I'm like, well, are you ready for everyone to hate you? Because if you're in any sort of position in IT that has to inf- enforce company policy that deals with things you can and cannot do, at some point, you're going to be the bad guy and you're going to have to be the guy that says no. That 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 new teacher with cricket, like yeah, I just I despise the conversation, and not 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 because it was happening, but literally new teacher training, five minute break, use restroom, get a drink. She comes to me to introduce herself one on one. Our very first personal interaction is a question is- about cricket, and I'm telling her no. I just yeah. I hate how it plays out like that. I don't, I don't know what cricket is. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, Mark, it's please. Out the bulletin board letters and stickers. And and... Really, you don't know what a cricket is? You then either every teacher in your district has it, and they have some sort of admin right that allows them to install the software, or it hasn't taken off on the East Coast. And I think it's not number two. I mean, I'm sure our teachers would love one to one. Oh, I, yes. Absolutely. Our teachers would love to have a cricket in every classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I despise the stupid things because they they have to have nice. They don't play nice with windows. um, Standard user privileges. Yeah. Mark, I bet your wife doesn't have a cricket Mark. I'm, I'm Googling this up right now. It's a crafty thing. Is your wife crafty? Yeah. Super crafty. Then you need to buy her a cricket. She'll love you forever. Buy you her just, cricket. You just swore at cricket, and now you're telling me to go buy it. It's cricket. a great home device. It's not a work Again, device. The conflict of Josh this episode <laughs> is killing me. Conflict, Josh. It, it, I hate crickets. Get a cricket, Mark. I hate them. Get one for your wife, Mark. Is she crafting? She should get a cricket. It's the worst thing in the world. And it's it is. Wife, you're, she's going to love it. And you're going to hate it and it's yeah. going to ruin your life and make your no. wife's life great at the same it, time. It'll only ruin your life if you if your teachers try to bring it to school. If your wife has it at home, she'll make all sorts of really cool things. It's it's a home. It's a home. It's like. A, oh, it's like a Google Chromecast. It was never meant to be used at school. It was meant to be used at home or like iPads when they very first came out. They were never meant to be used in an enterprise environment. They were meant to be used at home. They need a professional version of the cricket I'm that can work this. without admin privileges. Because yep. that's this, this cricket thing right now. Buying yeah, one right now. Yeah, you're cricket, buying one. Cricket could fix this problem. Yeah, cricket, cricket could have more sales yes. in K twelve if yeah. they would fix this problem. 
and the problem is they need full they need admin rights to run on a pc so i I want blue mint or peacock peacock you're a peacock kind of (laughs) guy josh and i in unison peacock (laughs) uh so mark's buying a cricket for his office um what else do we have? Uh, PDS. 8,000 ratings, and they're all five stars. Yes. Yeah. Holy. You know who doesn't sell crickets, Chris, and probably wouldn't support Chris's uh, crickets? Good Lord. Provision Data Solutions. Yeah. The K-12 Tech Talk podcast. They do not- a great job with the River products. Do. I don't know if you could call Jeff and ask for cricket support. I don't know. Maybe we I've- could jump step Jeff on that. Jeff would try. Jeff's the kind of guy that would try. You think Derek could do cricket support better than Jeff, or you think Jeff um, or Derek? I bet Derek has one at home. I bet he does, or his wife does, and I bet Derek has to help with it or something. Yeah. No, give give Ryan and Provision a call. Ryan R at ProvisionDS.com. Guys, it's hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm going to try to get cricket to sponsor the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Like Let's I have a real like, conversation with like cricket. The unicorn. I got. I, 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 I got to get mine shipped to me first before we agree to this. This is <laughs> Mark. Still, he, Mark needs a cricket of him riding a buffalo. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> if someone makes a template, a cricket yeah. template of Mark on a buffalo. <laughs> Dan, we're looking at you. Um, hey, so I that that might be talk about cricket, but design. Yeah. Um, would Mark on a Buffalo t-shirts, would that go over? I mean, it might. Like, do you want to Mark on a Buffalo hoodie? Let us know. Do you want to Mark, mark on a Buffalo t-shirt? Let us know. When when we tweet this picture of you on a Buffalo, you have to send it to your dad because your dad really enjoyed my comment of you guys horse riding. I think your dad will appreciate this Buffalo picture even more. I think so, too. Um, this is go- This is going to the family. Yes, this is going to the the whole family. <laughs> You're famous now. People are make photoshopping your face on animals. Um, writing as, animals. as entertained about this as I am right now. So, uh, you're, she just doesn't understand. Clearly, I'm asking her if she knows what a cricket is. Oh, okay. Uh, so something coming up that we've talked about already is the big interview with Tyler and Ugh. Infinite Campus representatives. Um, we had our. That is next week. We had our kickoff meeting uh, at my school with, I don't know if she was an implementation lady or a sales lady or what, but we have about it. We had about an hour long phone call today. Got some good information. Um, I do still have questions for our, for our friends that are coming on um, the podcast with us, the CEO of infinite campus and um, a senior vice president from Tyler so that is going to be uh, sometime next week. I don't know if it's going to be our full-time sl- or our regular slot or if it's going to be a special edition. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, that's coming up next week. So if you're a Tyler customer, you're definitely going to want to check that one out. And we'll definitely uh, hit that all over the place. And you guys have been sending us questions. If you're thinking about doing that, make sure you send that in. Because I've sat through two webinars so far with Tyler and Infinite Campus. I have questions still. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping that we just ask these questions that the, and that they give some answers or I think we're going to get the vibe and <laughs> we're going to talk about it um if if we're not getting meaty answers I think we can go there and I think that's why they agreed agreed to do the pod with us um the infinite campus CEO he was a former tech director so I feel like he's going to um talk 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 to talk to as well. I, I think we probably need to send them this, this episode ahead of time. So they're primed with the kind of hard hitting content. I don't want them to cancel. <laughs> oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> like booked. Like, why would we touch that? <laughs> hey, listen to this one. Can we, can like, we title this episode, episode 84, the one that we don't want infinite campus to listen to. <laughs> hey, we're not saying anything. No, they can listen. They can listen. Fine. I don't know. I, I think they need to know what they're in for. Um, I think so. Like, because get them on. What, what are they going to leave mid mid episode? No, no, it'll be they fine. Enter the room. They're in. Like, we it'll got be fine. Them. It'll be. I fun. noticed that when I say we're going to cut this out, right? That it doesn't get cut out. I think they also <laughs> need to understand that too. <laughs> there is no editing. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious there is no editing on this. <laughs> hey, 
Hey. So in the back, and then Josh does that, which I, I did the terrible job of where we take out some of the spacing. Like yeah. I made us sound like we were rapping. <laughs> we'll we'll see with this new tool. So yeah, we have this new this new interface we're recording with tonight. So we'll see what this sounds like. Maybe we'll go I back. I don't mean that there's no editing in terms of like quality. Uh, we know what you mean. mean. We know the, I, it clearly the level of this conversation. <laughs> just leave in Mark. The- we know. <laughs> we know, Mark. I'm going to pay Dan. I'm going to send Dan $10. See what your face ends up on next. Um, <laughs> I I think I'm going to, I mean, Mark can say no, but Mark on a Buffalo t-shirt sound amazing. <laughs> but it'd be hard to see his face. I, I don't know. We'll see. If, if, like if you know, you know. If you know, a, you know. I got a shirt guy. All right. Any any closing like thoughts for tonight? This has been an episode. Any any closing thoughts for tonight, guys? Uh, I'd like to make a correction to something I said earlier. I was talking about Ray's Act and Carrie's Law. It's it's Ray Baum's Act, B-A-U-M. So okay. So looking this up online, Ray Baum's Act and Carrie's Law. Maybe we'll, we'll unpack that soon. Yeah, I think I think that would be, and we need to remind ourselves of this. But I think we do need to unpack the E nine one stuff far more than yep. we than we got to. Yep, yep, I agree. I think that probably could be an entire episode with someone that knows way more than we do. I um, looked up the the sponsors. Um, Dan in Texas, we're going to need you to get your uh, your senator. He was one of the co sponsors of Ray Bombs Act. Oh, um, okay. I'll stop recording before I say anything else. Um, so any any closing thoughts gentlemen come back for next week because my next week might be the infinite campus episode we'll uh we'll see how that goes if they still come on All yeah right. i would say here's me being here's me being semi-serious um it's been teachers return week for me uh new employees week for me um and my default thing is when i get back with my routine and my crew i grumble it's easy for me to grumble about all these meetings at the beginning and about all the complaints that we're getting and the spike in work orders. Um, we have to intentionally, or this is me talking, I have to intentionally think to not be negative and to be positive and to remind myself that I do love K-12. I do love being in a K-12 tech department. Uh, and I would just encourage you, if you're listening and you're going through those moments like we are, uh, remember that you do love your job. Uh, so stick with it. These weeks only last so long and then it gets better. Well, and it's, yeah, I think that's the the important part of it is it, this happens every year. You know, the, it, we go through this cycle um, almost every year. So, yeah. All right. That was episode 84. Thanks for listening. Share us with your friends. Share us with your neighboring districts. That's the only way this podcast stays going. Um, that and the funny pictures of Mark's face on on people riding animals. Uh, so if you have any questions for us, shoot us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, make sure you hit the, the right K12 Tech Talk podcast, K12 Tech Talk podcast, not any imposters or imitators. That haters was hate. haters going to hate. Play is going to play. Uh, see you next Taylor, week. Taylor Swift wrote that. No one else, by the way. Oh, okay. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>